Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, all I'm John Avalon, senior political analyst and anchor here at CNN, in for David Chalian. I host CNN's Reality Check segment every day on New Day, as well as our new digital series. Check it out online. But first, and most importantly, this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. So the Senate Minority Leader is at odds with members of his own party, and the RNC seems to be making matters worse for the GOP. So last week, the RNC reprimanded two of its own, Representatives Liz Cheney and Edding Kinzinger, for being part of the House committee investigating the January 6th insurrection. McConnell weighed in on the matter. The issue is whether or not the RNC should be sort of singling out members of our party who may have different views from the majority. That's not the job of the RNC. However, he did say that he had confidence in Ronna McDaniel, the chairwoman of the RNC. Now, you got to remember that the RNC's resolution referred to the attack on the Capitol as a, quote, legitimate political discourse. And that language has many in the party and outside the party up in arms. And a new person involved in the process tells CNN that those three words were not in the early drafts of the censure resolution, but were added as the document was edited late last week at an RNC retreat. Actually, the original draft was arguably worse. It described the inquiry as a, quote, Democrat-led persecution of ordinary citizens engaged in nonviolent and legal political discourse. Nonviolent and legal political discourse was apparently changed to legitimate political discourse in the final version. Now, the RNC chairwoman and others have been trying to clarify that legitimate political discourse phrase twice now, once late Friday, another time yesterday in an op-ed for the conservative site Town Hall. Yesterday, she wrote, quote, As I've repeatedly stated, violence is not legitimate political discourse, whether in the U.S. Capitol or in Democrat-run cities across the country, and neither is abusing Congress's investigatory powers for political gain. Note the whataboutism and non-sequiturs inherent in that statement. But on the same note, our colleague Manu Raju asked Mitch McConnell if it was appropriate for the RNC to censure two sitting members of Congress and also to use those words, legitimate political discourse, in talking about January 6th. Here's what he said. We're all, we're here. We're here. We, we, we saw what happened. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next. That is very precise language from Mitch McConnell. And it is a decided break from what many Republicans have been doing trying to rewrite the history of January 6th. But McConnell's not alone. He almost certainly speaks for the many Republican lawmakers who expressed shock and dismay at the RNC's decision to censure those two reps and downplay January 6th. Look, most Republicans want to focus on the future. But the key question is, does that come at the expense of confronting the truth about January 6th, about embracing facts that may end up condemning the former president? Or do Republicans believe that unity requires buying into the big lie? That is the key question. And crucially, in recent days, some leading Republicans have been breaking ranks. Chief among them, former Vice President Mike Pence, who said last week at a Federalist Society retreat that Trump was wrong about him having the power to overturn the election. Then there's the former Trump ally and former New Jersey governor, Chris Christie, who said this on The Hugh Hewitt Show on Monday. 
And my biggest concern about all this is, while Joe Biden and his administration is doing things to this country that may be undoable, and Republicans should be solely focused on that, we still got the, the folks at the RNC focusing on this stuff. Senator Mitt Romney, a vocal opponent of Trump, who's actually the uncle of RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel, said that while his niece is a wonderful person doing her very best, it could not have been a more inappropriate message to send. But it's not just the Romneys of the world. There's Senator Tom Tillis, who said that the moment the Capitol protesters entered the Capitol building, it was no longer discourse. It was a riot. One Republican who McConnell was not speaking for is House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Now, here was McCarthy addressing the RNC resolution. I think had they explained out what they were talking to, this wouldn't be controversial at all because they weren't referring to um, people who have broken into this building. Everyone understands. So you support that they're You support The RNC put out their resolution. I think they have a right to do their resolution. Now, McCarthy actually condemned Trump for the insurrection last year, but he quickly did a 180 that would give you whiplash. So, of course, McCarthy defended the RNC's use of legitimate political discourse. I hope you're ready for this one. He claimed that the RNC had actually been referring to the House Select Committee's subpoenas of RNC officials who were in Florida at the time of the Capitol attack. McCarthy did not name the individuals, but one of his aides said that McDaniel informed him there were six RNC members targeted by the panel. Now, this is bizarre reasoning, to say the least, because the RNC resolution makes no mention of this matter. It may refer to some RNC committee members who have gotten subpoenas for their alleged role in getting fake elector ballots, which is outside the realms of what most people would know as legitimate political discourse. But as we know, this resolution really focuses on condemnation of Cheney and Kinzinger, and for the record, holding people to account for the attack of January 6th and the larger insurrection effort is not persecution. He apparently decided to place his bets on the ex-president's base to deliver the GOP the House in November. So within weeks of condemning Donald Trump after the insurrection, he was at Mar-a-Lago kissing the ring. And this, of course, is personal. It's a matter of personal ambition, not broader political principles for McCarthy, who desperately wants to be the next House Speaker. Meanwhile, ex-President Donald Trump called McDaniel last weekend to compliment the RNC move, according to a person familiar with the matter. So, as you can see, we're in a midterm election year, and the GOP is not on the same page. But Donald Trump remains at the center of the conflict, yet again. But the RNC's attempt to whitewash the insurrection is typical of the cult-like following many in the party still show to Trump. But the RNC made clear that the price of entry in the 22 campaign is now not just acceptance of Trump's stolen election delusions. It's also a willingness to deny the truth, the historical fact of the worst attack on democracy in modern American history. And bringing January 6th back to the forefront was not in the Republican plan for taking back the House and the Senate. They want to focus on the future, but that's not going to be possible as long as there is a basic fight and fault lines within the GOP about whether they can confront reality. Now, McConnell, I'm sure, doesn't forget that Trump's post-election tantrum helped cost the party the U.S. Senate by helping lose two seats in a Georgia runoff elections that could have made him the majority leader. That is all the political background you need to know now about the state of the GOP civil war heading into the midterms. But what's really crucial is the number of Republicans who are increasingly straightening their civic backbone and speaking out against the big lie. It's still far from a majority, but the ripples of courage may be in the process of growing. That's it for today's political briefing. I'm John Avalon. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out more of my political analysis, please check out the Reality Check segments on New Day and CNN's YouTube account. And my new book, Lincoln and the Fight for Peace, will be out 
next week. It's about Lincoln's plan to win the peace after winning the war and his vision for national reconciliation and reunification. Now, please take a moment. Be sure to follow us here wherever you get your podcasts, and we will be back tomorrow to give you the briefing, the download on all you need to know about politics today.